Just Man's the Podcast. to the show. I am your host, Amanda. Hi, if you have been here. Hi, if you're new here. I'm so happy that you are tuning in for this specific episode because it is probably the thing that I'm most passionate about and will take any chance that I can get to talk about it. But I am just kind of coming back into the swing of things. We recently went to a wedding this past weekend for our dear friends, Taylor and Spencer, now Hazen. And it was probably the best wedding I've been to in my life. Sorry, Christian, my brother. Yours was amazing too. But I think I had a really great time because I feel so much better in my skin now being a year postpartum. I actually had a few of the girls ask me, like, how long does it actually take to feel like you're in your body again, like you feel healthy and good? And truthfully, I feel like it really takes a full year. I I remember with Lennox, it took a full year to not only feel like strong in my body and confident in my body, but also like feel good and healthy like for your hormones to regulate, your organs to go back, like your muscle to build again. I think it really takes a full year. And so I think that's why I enjoyed myself so much is because I felt so good. And the Hazens know how to throw a damn party, that's for sure. So it was a really great time. And now I'm getting back into the swing of things with work. We're going to another wedding this weekend for another friend, Emma. Her Instagram is at Real with Emma. If you don't already follow her, I'm so excited because Emma and I met on Instagram in 2021 and since then have really just like called each other, FaceTime each other, text each other off and on. We probably talk like three times a month and I got to meet her back in March for her bachelorette party for the first time ever, like in person. And I'm going to her wedding again, but Lucas gets to come this time and Lucas and I aren't bringing the kids this time because this past weekend... Ellis turned one. And I think I I was listening back to my last podcast episode that went out on Monday. And I realized I didn't even mention that it was Ellis's birthday, Ellis's first birthday. And I think it was because I was so focused on the wedding and getting things prepared for that. And then when I was there, I was realizing, okay, not only am I one year postpartum, like my baby is one. He's not even really a baby anymore. I feel like once they hit one, it's just kind of like zero to 60. They just go. They start standing, walking, talking, getting all their teeth. It's just, it's wild because I feel like the baby phase can feel so long when you're in it, but it is so, so short. And it was just a really nice time. My in-laws came up and watched the boys while Lucas and I were both in the wedding, doing the wedding shenanigans, enjoying ourselves, having a good time. And Ellis and Lennox got to really explore and hang out with them because my in-laws live in Florida, so they don't get to see them often. And it was just a really beautiful time. And I think I got, I don't know, maybe, maybe six hours of sleep each night the whole weekend, which I'm like a solid... I need like at least seven hours to feel like I can function, but eight to nine hours to feel good. So 
as you can tell, it definitely was a whirlwind. And now I'm getting back into the swing of things before we pick back up again and go travel to Emma's wedding. But I'm really excited because I feel like I'm in a phase of my life where I'm leaning into what matters most, which is community and being there for your friends and spending quality time with your partner and so and your kids. And I'm just really excited because I feel like as somebody who works so heavily in the digital space, it can start to feel really isolating if you don't get yourself out in community. And so I'm really excited. But this episode is something that I'm 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 really eager to talk to you guys about because I think it's something that I notice with every client that comes to me is at least one of their goals is to build a more fulfilling career or have more fulfilling relationships. These two things are something that I feel like all of my clients want, right? Whether they're a a working mom or a mom or just a working woman, they always want to feel more fulfilled at the end of their day. And so I feel like I have a lot of people who come to me who are feeling like they don't really want to go to work or they're drained by their family and their friends and their coworkers or the people who they're surrounding themselves with. They even maybe feel like you know, they leave a dinner with a childhood friend and they're just, it feels like it's pulling teeth. It feels awkward. You don't feel fulfilled. Maybe you get anxiety on Sundays about starting your work days or even staying up too late because you don't want the next day to start. (laughs) Don't tell Lucas, but that is him. (laughs) Don't tell him I'm talking about him. Or maybe you feel like you are still enjoying like your day-to-day, but you're not inspired and you feel like you're not being challenged and you feel like you're getting burnt out way too quickly. Maybe you're you're finally at a point where you're feeling so unfulfilled and lacking joy in your career or your relationships that you're at a point where something needs to change. And the thing is that I I want to say is that these things aren't making you happy. And the first place that we all go to, because I know because I did it, whenever we're unhappy, we always want to outsource, right? We always want to like go searching for the answers of why we're not happy. We think that it's outside of ourselves. But really, you know, this is where you get into to situations where you're leaning on drugs, sex, money, weed, more friends, more glitz and glam, the perfect body through food and fitness. It's when we outsource our fulfillment that we are almost always left more unfulfilled, okay? And I think it's really important to note because the real reason that you are probably feeling unfulfilled in your career and your relationships and lacking joy in these things at the end of the day is because you don't know who you are. And I don't say that in a way that could be coming off as like don't don't misinterpret what I'm saying, okay? Cuz what I what I'm saying is you might know who you are on the surface, right? You might know what your personality is like. You might know what kind of music you like to listen to or what movies you're drawn to. You might like what clothes you you like to wear. But 
when it comes down to it, you probably don't know what your passions are and where your inspiration comes from. Like what actually lights you the fuck up? You probably don't know the qualities and tendencies that you're drawn to in other people that you're searching for. You you probably don't understand yourself on a spiritual, emotional, and physical level, meaning you don't know your own beliefs or opinions or habits or are out of touch with your emotions. You might not even know what you like or don't like in the current job or current relationships that you're in. And so what I always like to say to people is you you think you know each other, right? But it's really your ego. Your ego knows who you are on a really surface level. But do you know your soul? Because that is the key, in my opinion, to fulfillment and joy is do you know your soul? And so really the way to build a more fulfilling and joyful career, a more fulfilling and joyful relationship with your partner, your friends, your family, so on and so forth, or even finding community that is more fulfilling and leaves you feeling more joy, is connecting with who you are on a soul level, self-connection. That is the key because here is why. Fulfillment and joy happen when two things are present. One, when you when your emotional, physical, and energetic needs are met, okay? When you understand what your energetic, emotional, physical, and spiritual needs are, your soul needs, and you're able to get those things met, that's where you'll find fulfillment and joy, okay? That's number one. And two, you'll find more fulfillment and joy in career and relationships when you're feeling expanded and inspired. And there are certain emotions. I really love the the frequency of emotions chart. I actually linked it down below in my last podcast episode. But there are emotions that make you feel more expanded, okay? And there's, there's, I think, uh, synchronicity here where if you go to that chart and you look at all of the, the emotions that make you feel contracted, meaning like think about what it feels like to feel contracted. It's like your body wants to curl over, your your shoulders want to shrug. Like, ugh, it's just like a feeling of being stuck and stagnant and it's not growth-minded. It's not growth-oriented. Whereas expansion is like your your shoulders drop, like your your chest opens up, your heart opens up, your your mind is more open. You feel more inspired, more enlightened, more more growth coming your way. And so I really like that chart because it can show you if you go to the contracted feelings and you're like, okay, yeah, I feel that emotion on a day-to-day basis, especially when it comes to my careers and my relationships. It's really telling. It can really tell you, okay, there is some truth in this, right? That in order to feel fulfillment and joy in career and relationships, you have to feel expanded and inspired. And then, of course, the first thing was you need to have your emotional, physical, spiritual, and energetic needs met. And so the way that you do this is by first understanding what your needs are and then two, knowing what makes you feel inspired and expanded. 
and really it's that simple. And I feel like because I have a Virgo rising and I'm just like have a lot of masculine energy where I need structure and methods and strategies and and bullet points. <laughs> I feel like it's a really it it helps my brain think about it in this way when I when I break it down of like, okay, you're feeling unfulfilled because of this, but you're outsourcing it to this. And that's also why you're feeling unfulfilled, even more so. So what do we do instead? Let's connect back to yourself and what actually makes you feel fulfilled and joy having your needs met and feeling expanded and inspired. It's like breaking it down, which is so funny because I don't like math. (laughs) I've never been... Now I don't I want to be careful and say I'm not good at math because I really feel like if you put your mind to something and you want to be good at something you can, okay? But it doesn't come easy to me. It doesn't come naturally to me. Math. I'm more of like words, language, creation, like guidance, coaching, like more in the mind, like ethereal. You know what I mean? More like let's create something rather than like let's solve a formula. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm way I'm way less inclined to do math, but I also do really love a methodology. I really love a method, a strategy, something that is tangible that I can follow, that I can easily understand. That's probably what it is. Is like math to me always felt so undigestible and I probably had math teachers like that didn't want to take the time to make it feel approachable for me. And so now when it comes to the kind of coaching that I do and the the way that I like to teach is like I want to dumb it down as much as I can. I want to make it so digestible that there's like no way you couldn't understand what I'm talking about. So that's why. One, have your needs met. Two, feel expanded and inspired, okay? But again, how are you supposed to know what your needs are Or how are you supposed to understand what makes you feel inspired when you're so disconnected from yourself? And I could go into a whole tangent in another episode of like the things that have probably made you disconnected from your soul because it's it's the first place you need to start from is if you look at the energetics of emotions chart is acceptance. You have to accept where you're at. You have to accept that you're disconnected and accept that there have been things in your life, your upbringing, your conditioning that have made you disconnected from your from your soul. And you have to also have compassion and not shame. And I think shame comes from people feeling maybe, yeah, ashamed that they're not connected to their souls. Like, I think a lot of people feel ashamed that they're not confident, but I also am like, how can you feel confident if you are told not to follow your truth? your whole fucking life. (laughs) So it's like this, this catch 22, right? And my whole passion is how can I help people connect back to themselves when they have felt disconnected, when they are disconnected, right? Because again, that leads to a fulfilling career and relationship. So I want to just mention some self-connection tools And again, there are so many, but there are a few that I feel like have been pivotal 
and so effective, not only for helping me unravel my own con- my own conditioning and me figure out who I am on a soul level, but also for all of my clients. These are the things that really stand out where people are like, oh, this actually helped me understand so much about who I am at my, on, my, on a soul level. And therefore, I can take these things and build a fulfilling career off of it, build fulfilling relationships from it. So let's get into it. Some self-connection tools that I really love, starting off with one that I probably talk about way too much, but also not enough at the same time, is human design. And I feel like when it comes to self-improvement, self-development, personal growth, it can get really overwhelming. And so again, I want to make it digestible. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and I'm going to break it down to you in a really simplified way. I'm sure you know your zodiac sign. I'm sure you even understood what your Enneagram is or your Myers-Briggs personality test or whatever it may be, right? All of these personality types, all of these astrological systems that can help us understand ourselves better. That is also what human design is. Simply put, it is a system that helps you understand who you are energetically. And what I mean by that is helps you kind of understand the truth of your soul. So the way I like to explain it is I feel like human design is a combination of the chakra system and the astrological system and all of the personality types put together because it can tell you how much energy you have to give and then what kind of energy you need to receive in work, life, relationships, motherhood, career, anything. It can also help you understand how you make decisions best. So when you're actually going to make a decision, which authority in your body, where you should actually make your decisions from. And then the other thing is it can tell you a lot about your personality type, your tendencies, your qualities, your traits, but also what you're just naturally good at, what you were born into this life, having having like possession over, meaning like what, what are your strengths that you just hold as your power? Human design can really tell you those things. And the reason I think that it's important when you're trying to figure out what you like versus what you don't like is because when it comes to career and relationships, you need to know how much energy you actually can give and and can receive. You need to know how to make decisions best. You need to know what your strengths are and maybe your weaknesses are. And you also need to know what is actually in alignment for you. And what I mean by that, without going too into human design, because if you look up your human design chart, you're going to be like, what the fuck am I looking at? It's, It looks very complex, but it's actually not. And I do readings because I think I, I, I just really like breaking it down in a tangible way. But human design has really helped me lean into who I am. And again, I, I think all of these things are essentially all of these like modalities that help you get to know yourself better are really just permission slips for you to embody who you are with confidence. It gives you the permission to do so because when you look at something by typing in your birth date, time, and location, that literally gives you a snapshot that is so accurate as to 
who you are in the inside. If you don't, even if you don't know it already, if you, even if it's unconscious to you, you feel it. Like it hits you. You're like, damn, that is so true. It gives you the confidence to be like, well, if this system is telling me everything I already know about myself just from entering my birth date, time, and location, and the whole premise of it is this is this is how I should live my life energetically on a soul level. How can I not do this? You know? So that's why I love it so much. But specifically, I'll just tell you by giving an example of my own human design is I'm a emotional projector and I'm a two-four. So what that means is that as a projector, projectors are really here with the ability to see. They can see things that other people who aren't projectors can't, meaning like they can see a better way to do things. They can see um, a higher perspective. They can just kind of see the blind spots for everybody else. And specifically, there's an emphasis on like helping the collective be and do better, if that makes sense. Like improvement is really for projectors. They're here to like teach. They're here to um, like help guide. And a lot of projectors are people who are teachers, professors, guidance counselors, therapists, coaches, people who can educate. And, and truthfully, people who are have always had this innate ability to just kind of like see a different perspective or see a better perspective or see uh, a new way of doing something that can help the collective and themselves, if that makes sense. So for me, knowing this knowledge gave me the confidence to be a coach because I was like, this makes so much sense for me as to one, what I've always naturally been good at, what good at, which is like hearing somebody share their struggles, their problems, and their situation and seeing how they can maybe get themselves through it into the goal that they actually envision and dream of. So so knowing that information has really been helpful. Also with the projector is projectors are non-energy types. So they are people who don't generate their own energy. They actually need the energy of others to, to influence them. So for example, if I if I need to be in a mood where I like want to be social, I need to be like in a coffee shop or like around a bunch of people to get that energy of like, okay, now I am social, if that makes sense. And I think this is energy in general, but like for projectors, they really need to work with the the energy of others to help them become more energized. And really this just means like understand what energy you're seeking. Are you seeking to be really present and focused? Maybe don't go with people. Are you seeking to like pump yourself up for a talk or um, a presentation in work or whatever? Like maybe be around people that can help you get into that mood, you know? The other thing with projectors is because we're non-energy types, we burn out really quickly. And what this means is that really projectors should work anywhere from like three to five hours a day. That's it, max. And again, this can be really helpful when it comes to career because if you're a projector and you should really only work three to five hours a day because you're going to get burnt out otherwise, maybe a nine to five corporate job isn't for you. Maybe something that's a little bit more low key or maybe being self-employed is the better option. So there are just a lot of different things with your human design that can help inform 
what is going to bring you joy when it comes to career and relationships. And the other thing is being a an emotional authority is I make my decisions based on my emotions, but not how I'm feeling about something in the moment. It's more like I will feel really excited about something or I'll feel really like turned off by something. And instead of making a rash decision in that heightened emotion or in that like low emotion, I wait. I maybe sleep on it or give it a couple weeks, come back to it and wait until I'm at a place of neutrality where I'm like out of that emotional high and I'm feeling a little bit more neutral and clear, then make the decision. So that is pretty much what I I think is the most helpful when it comes to human design is it can really help you understand yourself better. And when you understand yourself better, you understand your needs better. So moving on, the second self-connection modality that I, I really love to use is journaling. And I I feel like journaling gets kind of a bad rap because I think it's like the first thing that everyone tells you to do when you get into like this self-growth, self-discovery journey, you know? Like I think everyone's like, just buy a journal, solve all your problems. And I'm like, yes and no, right? Like journaling can feel really daunting to somebody who hasn't ever journaled. A blank page can feel really, really daunting and intimidating. And also if you open the page and you don't know what to write about, it can also feel discouraging because then you get into this like shame cycle of like, well, why don't I have anything to write about? Like, why don't I know how to journal, you know? And so it can get into this game, but really journaling with specific and customizable prompts. So for example, like something I do with all of my clients, whether it's um, 101 or in my group program, is we journal about a specific thing. So with my one-on-one clients, I will have a session with them and then I'll send them a follow-up email with actionable steps and journal reflections. And I create journal prompts for them based on what we talked about in the session to help them facilitate more customized individual growth. But with my group program, oftentimes on our group calls, what I'll do is I will do some live journaling together. So like I'll get a feel for how everyone's feeling and we'll talk about some things that came up in the course and then we'll journal together based on what they said. I'll come up with a prompt or a question to pose the group. And I think when you get really intentional about journaling, it can be beneficial. But for starters, I think why journaling is so powerful is because it helps move things from the subconscious mind to the conscious mind. It helps you understand what beliefs, emotions, and thoughts are happening and become aware of those things. And when you are aware of these things, then you can create change, right? So I think why journaling is so effective is because it helps you understand what is going on subconsciously that might be contributing to unfulfillment. And so if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, that that is me. I feel really intimidated by a blank page. What I would what I would say to you is simply just ask yourself am I fulfilled in my career and am I fulfilled in my relationships two separate things it could be bullet points or it can be sentences whatever it 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 whatever feels most natural to you it could even just be like a list of words journaling doesn't have to be so rigid it can be really free flowing and it can it needs to come from the soul right because it is it's, it is coming from the soul it's subconsciously so Asking yourself those two questions, am I fulfilled in my relationships and am I fulfilled in my career? 
And then the third self-connection tool that I really love goes into this, which is getting curious. So the third thing I was going to say is after you do those journal prompts, I want you to ask yourself why. So I'm fulfilled in my career, yes or no. I'm fulfilled in my relationships, yes or no. Whatever you answer, I want you to ask yourself why. So if you answer, yeah, I'm really fulfilled in my career, why? Why are you fulfilled in your career? What about your career is fulfilling? If you answer no, why? What about your career actually is not fulfilling? And do the same thing with relationships. When you get curious and ask yourself why, you're able to uncover the root. And it seems so simple. I feel like so many people think that like growth needs to be so much more complicated, but it's it it, it is as simple as just becoming aware of your thoughts, your emotions, and your beliefs. And so asking yourself why can really help you uncover a lot. And so, for example, let's take that that example again of, am I fulfilled in my career? No. Okay. Well, why? Well, because I don't really love the hours that I work. Okay. Well, why? Okay. Well, the reason I don't love the hours that I work is because I'm a mom and I feel like when I get home from work, I don't get to spend time with my kids. Well, okay. Why? Like, why is that important to you? Well, because I want to be present with them. So when you constantly ask yourself why, you get to the root of the need. Okay. So again, asking yourself that question, am I fulfilled in my career? Asking yourself why and why and why, because you figured out the whether you're fulfilled or not, you become aware of it. And then the more you ask yourself why, you become aware of the need that's actually fueling the unfulfillment if that makes sense. So you're unfulfilled now that you've learned you're unfulfilled because you want to spend more time with your kids or you want more time to see your friends or you want more time to work on your passions, right? So those are the things. That's the type of like getting curious that I that I mean. You can even do this with habits, right? Like I, I worked with a client once who struggled with overeating and or she, she struggled with eating like right when she got home, like eating a bunch of snacks right when she got home from work while cooking dinner and then getting to the point where she made dinner and she's like, well, now I'm not even hungry, but I'm going to eat this food because it's here. And so what we really uncovered is it was boredom. She was bored, but asking herself why, okay, well, why are you bored? Well, because I feel like I am not talking to anybody. Like I'm feeling like I I want to connect. Like I I feel like I want to do something with my mind while I'm cooking. Okay. So what we did instead was instead of snacking, let's call a friend because we found the need, right? The need to connect with something or someone. So instead of snacking, okay, let's let's call a friend, call your mom and connect with them while you're cooking or do like a puzzle while you're cooking in the meantime, which she did and she loved. So Again, it's about asking yourself why over and over, getting that awareness and then uncovering the need that's fueling that feeling of unfulfillment. So that's really how how getting curious can help. The fourth thing that I think is super huge is silence, boredom. Like if you are not leaving room 
for silence and and being bored, you're not going to feel a need to dig into the feeling of of being unfulfilled. Because let's say you work a nine to five job and you really don't like it. You're really unfulfilled. You get to the end of your work day before bed and you're like, oh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Okay. Well, you get off of work at five and maybe you immediately like go meet, meet friends for drinks. Okay. And then after you get done with your second drink, you go home, but then you sit there on your couch and you, you order Postmates and then you like scroll on your phone. Okay. Well then maybe you like take a shower while listening to a podcast and then you get in bed and maybe you scroll some more or you read a book. And then you shut everything down and you go to bed and you're sitting there laying in your bed feeling unfulfilled. Well, you didn't ever give yourself a chance to sit with that feeling of, huh, I'm I'm feeling really unfulfilled. Why don't I just like sit with this, lean into this, ask myself why, journal, maybe figure out my human design to see what what I need on a soul level. And then from there, you're able to uncover the the root, the need, right? But if you don't sit in silence or you don't get bored every now and then, you're not going to know the need that is being unmet. It's never going to have to come up. So stop distracting yourself every second that you get. Instead, sit with yourself. The, the thing that I actually really like to do that I started doing with my boys last week was waking up in the morning and immediately going on a walk, but not bringing any music, not bringing any headphones, not listening to a podcast, like just going for a walk in nature in silence. Well, not really silence because my my boys are talking gibberish and I'm listening to the birds, but like it gives my my head and my thoughts some space to run free, okay? And once I do that, I'm able to sit with a feeling that I'm feeling and kind of understand how to move through it, understand what the need is and how to meet it. That makes sense? So that's really the the four ones that I really love. And then getting into to something that is, is again, a Virgo trait is making lists. <laughs> I think a really great self-connection connection tool for uh, especially building a more fulfilling career in relationships is make a list. Make a list of what you like and don't like. It's so simple. Like make a list of what you like, what you don't like. So even going through that that journaling of am I fulfilled in my career? Okay, no. Well, why? Well, you figure it out. Okay, well, you want to spend more time with your kids or you just want to maybe spend more time on a hobby that really lights you up or learning about a topic that really lights you up. Okay, well, let's go through – uh, a list of your current job, write down what you like about it and what you don't like about it. From there, I want you to write down a your like write dream job, okay, on a piece of paper and write down what it needs to have based on the things that you liked about your other job and what it can't have based on what you didn't like from your first job. Same thing with relationships. Okay, write down your current relationships with a friend or a partner or family member write what you like about this relationship and what you don't. And then write down my dream BFF or my dream husband, wife, partner, whatever it is. 
and write down what you would need to have based on the things that you like about your current relationships and the things that are just a hard no. And from there, it's about understanding or being so confident and honoring what your soul actually wants. And it's easier said than done, right? But when you make a list, you get really, really clear on what you need to feel fulfilled, your needs, and then what you actually don't need to feel fulfilled because it's going to lead to you not feeling joy and not feeling fulfilled in your career and your relationships. And from there, it's about, okay, well, how do we feel more confident to actually do these things? And that's something that we can talk about again in another episode or we can we can talk further if you're interested in coaching. But it, it comes down to those those five things really for me. That's how I feel more self-connected to myself and that's how I feel more fulfilled in my career and my relationships is by understanding my human design. I mean, seriously, it's been life-changing. Then journaling, then getting curious, and then sitting in silence and boredom and then making a damn list. (laughs) These things are not things that you have to spend money on. It's so simple. It's just about choosing to do so. And then from there, choosing to put them into practice over and over so that you build confidence to learn how to honor those things and then create change towards a more fulfilling career and more fulfilling relationships. I want to give you guys some examples before we wrap about how I'm able to feel fulfilled and joyful in my career and my relationships. And here's what I mean is I'm fulfilled and joyful as a mom when I meet my own needs of making time for myself and my work and when I feel inspired to parent the way that I want to parent. Because again, I think the key to fulfillment is knowing your needs and being able to meet them. The key to joy is being inspired, in my opinion. And when I am able to make time for myself and my work, I am then able to be inspired to parent the way that I want to parent. But if I don't make time for my needs and my work, I don't want to parent the way that I want to parent because I'm irritated. I'm lacking energy. I don't feel fulfilled as as a a woman with a business and relationships. So then therefore I don't show up my best as a mom. The other example is I'm fulfilled and joyful as a coach when I meet my needs of having a schedule that allows me to be present with motherhood and myself and when I have clients who I am passionate about helping. So specifically for me, it's moms who are looking to prioritize themselves and learn more about them by, about themselves so that they can show up for their family and themselves with more energy. And then two, women in their 20s and 30s who want to explore who they are, get to know themselves on a deeper level so that they can have a fulfilling and joyful career and relationships. So when I'm working with clients that are looking for those things, I am inspired, right? So that brings me the joy. And when I'm able to meet my needs of having a schedule that allows me to do both, mother and work, I'm fulfilled. And the third example is I am fulfilled in my relationship and joyful in my relationships when I am met with my own needs of feeling seen and heard. So specifically when I am being listened to by my friends and my husband 
or when I am able to spend quality time with these people, meaning like, get the fuck off your phone. <laughs> Lock eyes with me. Let's connect. You know, when I have those two things met, feeling seen and heard, I'm able to be fulfilled. And then when I am inspired to grow and build my life alongside these relationships, my my life, my family, my career, and do it together, that's when I am joyful. Make sense? So I I think, again, wrapping it in a bow, if you want to feel fulfilled and joyful in your career and your relationships, you have to understand what your needs are so that you can meet them. And then you have to be inspired and feel expanded. And I would not feel these things that I just said to you as an example. I would not feel all these things if I didn't understand what my needs were, if I didn't know what it is that actually inspires me, and if I didn't know what beliefs I needed to overcome to help me be more fulfilled and joyful. And so the thing is, is, you know, I'm I'm also, I'm also fucking human. (laughs) I don't always feel joyful and I don't always feel fulfilled. I don't, I don't want you guys to get it twisted. Okay. But I, I know the tools. I know the tools that'll help me get back to there. I know what I need to do when I'm not feeling that way to get me feeling that way again. And I, I share this because I feel like oftentimes we feel like it's, out of our control, especially when we are feeling unfulfilled and we're lacking joy. But it isn't. If there's anything you can control, it's your own fulfillment and your own joy by connecting back with yourself. And like I was saying in the beginning, instead of outsourcing your your joy and your fulfillment, instead of searching it for, you know, in, in places outside of yourself, you have to go within. You have to connect with yourself. And so try those tools out. Let me know what you guys think about them. If you are seeking more guidance on how to have a fulfilling career or relationships, then DM me because I can certainly help you. But give those tools a try. Give them a try and then let me know what you guys think. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in next week's episode. You and I.